pressures of life, challenges, all kinds of things weighing on you, and you're wondering what to do. Anyway, I hope this morning's uh, little sermon is of uh, encouragement to us, to all of us. We're going to just spend some time talking about stress and how to de-stress. And I just want to share some simple things from both practical things and also things from the Bible that will be of help to us. Now, all of us face challenges. All of us face things in life that can really stress us. It could be, you know, sometimes it just could be your boss at work who has an eternal supply of work for you and it just keeps piling up and piling up and we think you've, you know, reached the end of it. It's just more there and it never seems to stop. And that can just totally stress you out. It could be situations at work where... The environment that you're in is very hostile and not very conducive uh, for you to bring out your best. And, or it could be you know, just a whole lot of different things, financial pressures, debts that you need to pay, maybe your income is just not enough and, and you've got a whole lot of things to take care of every month. All of these things cause stress for all of us. Uh, we go through different situations that can affect us. So when you talk about stress, what are we really addressing? What is the problem that we are putting our finger on? We are really talking about an imbalance between the demand that's made of us and our resources or our ability to cope with it. We're, we're talking about a pressure that weighs in on us which sometimes exceeds our ability to meet that. And that situations like that produce stress in our lives. And uh, there are many, many different things that you and I can identify as life's stressors. They could be just any number of things that produce pressure, weight on us, mentally, just weighing on us. It could be things like uh, excessive workload, as we just mentioned, it's just too much for you to do. Uh, that can produce stress. Or sometimes we ourselves are responsible. We overcome it. We just don't know when to say no. We are Yes, 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 all the time. And then finally you figure out, hey, I've just taken on much more than I can chew. And we overcome it and then we ourselves are responsible for the stress we bring upon us. Sometimes it's just our inability to meet expectations. You know, the, the performance level that's expected of you sometimes is just beyond your best. And you just feel incapable of reaching that level. And that brings a lot of stress on you. Now, you, they've set targets for you. You've, you've certain things you've got to do each month, or perhaps each day, or perhaps each week. And just your inability to meet that and the expectations uh, can produce stress. And hostile workplace, something that you know, maybe you're familiar with, and it's, it's, it's not a very conducive environment, and it produces stress. Aside from the very work you have to do, You've got people all around you, they're just, uh, it's highly competitive and that can produce stress. Now, this competition to a certain measure is good because it helps bring out the best. But then it, when it goes beyond a healthy competition, it then becomes a place of stress and you feel the weight of it coming in on you. Uh, sometimes it's just workplace politics that produce stress. Not the work itself, but everything around the work, you know. Everybody's trying to be the boss's best friends. And then you're wondering like, what else can I do? What trick do I have up my sleeve to outdo my colleague so I can become the boss's best friend? And, and so all these things that happen, the politics that takes place in the work, in work environments produce stress. 
Or sometimes it's the souring of relationships, whether it's in family, whether it's in the workplace, friends. Now you began, began well, but things just uh, turned bad. And then uh, that relationship which was meant to build you up or, or bring you good or make it a pleasant experience now begins to be a cause and a reason for stress. Sometimes it's unmet expectations. You were expecting something of others. You thought they would be by your side. You thought they would be an encouragement to you. You thought they would help you, assist you, whatever. These unmet expectations now suddenly become a reason for stress. You begin to wonder and worry why they are not doing what you expected them to do. And then you begin to worry and worry and worry. And now you're under stress for various reasons. Some of us don't like change. And uh, especially when it happens suddenly. You know, your boss calls you and says, hey, I've got great news for you. We're going to send you on a wonderful assignment, a new project. Only thing, it's in Chennai. And it's like, it's a sudden change. And unfortunately, it's Chennai, you know. And so you've got to move there. Some of you might enjoy Chennai, but most of us, you know, I don't know. All right. Uh, so it's a sudden, unexpected change. And that brings a lot of stress. And sometimes it just can just be traumatic experience. The loss of a loved one. Somebody that you really love, you really cared for, and they pass away, and just to, the, just to cope with their absence can just become a big burden and a reason for stress. Accidents that can be very traumatic. All of these and many others are life stressors. And what does stress do to us? It has its effect on us in several ways. It affects our health, quite most importantly. When you're under stress, you can feel your blood pressure going up and uh, your muscles tightening. You're going to feel chest pains and you thought you're, you know, you're about to get a cardiac arrest, but it's, it's just chest pain. Why? Because of stress. And your, your muscles are tightening and, and uh, it can also affect your immune system. And when you typically are resistant to common colds and little viruses, but now because of the stress we're going through, our immune system goes down and we become susceptible to these uh, minor things. Uh, stress affects our performance. You're unable to give your best. You're unable to think through problems that you normally would be able to think through. You're unable to come up with those creative ideas under stress. When there, when there, are, there are no restrictions, limitations, you're able to just flow over these ideas. But under stress, all these things get crippled inside you. And you're wondering, you know, what can I do? It affects our performance. And, and many times, stress also affects our interpersonal relationships. We get very irritable. You know, people would not, that you would normally be kind to enjoy a cup of coffee. And now you feel like pouring the coffee on them, just walking off. You, you get really stressed. Uh, you just can't handle normal relationships. Just, just be friendly and nice. It, it affects all these things. And uh, uh, unfortunately, unmanaged stress... Stress that is not handled correctly can eventually lead to burnout. That's dangerous. That's a place that we don't want to be. It really is in a, being in a place where you're just so tired, tired of life, disillusioned with everything around you, unhappy, and just emotionally drained. You say, like, I'm, that's being burnt out. Lost all reason and motivation for life itself. So if stress is not managed, it can eventually lead us into a place of burnout. Now, the important thing for us to understand about stress is that stress is not all about the external factors. Because you can put two people in the same situation and one is like really happy and smiling and the other is all stressed out. They're in the same situation. 
So that brings us to a very important point where, a, where stress has a lot to do with perception. How you perceive the situation, how you perceive the challenge, the difficulty. Because external circumstances intrinsically do not have the capacity to affect you, to cause stress. It's your perception of it. It's how you relate to it. And uh, your capacity to cope with it that will determine how much effect, how much stress it produces on you. So rather than just leaving it all to the circumstances, we must understand that our perception of it does have a lot to do with its effect on us. And sometimes it's negative emotions that we carry within us. It's negative mindsets, our own insecurities, our lack of self-esteem, our lack of self-worth, our lack of self-confidence that increases the stress level from the same situation. Because it is our inability to cope with that that will then, in net result, cause increased stress. The good thing is there are, and this is a legal word, de-stressitizers in life that you and I can tap into to overcome stress, to cope with it, to manage it on a day-to-day basis. And there are many of them, just some of them that you and I will be familiar with, top of the list is something that's free and cheap and easy. It's called exercise. Having a suitable recreation or a holiday or, or a hobby. Artistic expression. You're all stressed out. Go paint. Do something. Ladies, bake cakes. <laughs> Whatever. Some expression. Relaxing music. The word relaxing is important because some kind of music just may not be relaxing, might just add to the stress. So. Spending time away from that environment, that hostile environment, getting off into the, you know, if you like to go to the jungles, if you like the beach, you, whatever, just spending time out with nature. And of course, getting adequate sleep and rest on a consistent basis. Some other things like just improving your time management skills, you know, learning how to manage your time so that. You're doing the same things, or maybe even more, but it's not having that effect on you because you're now managing your time correctly. Our proper uh, skills to resolve conflicts and something all of us or most of us can participate in is called talking therapy. Just talk and talk and talk and helps relieve stress. So there are a lot of these stressitizers that, that all of us can tap into, practical things that you and I can do. And exercise, of course, uh, is a big one that, uh, that helps not, not only improve our health, improve our sleep at night, uh, but also helps us relax the tension in our muscles, uh, improves the blood flow to the brain, and so therefore you can think clearly. It uh, helps uh, detoxify your brain. You know, when you're really intense, thinking intensely, there are waste products, that, uh, toxic waste products in the brain that can then be cleaned out by the flow of blood through your brain, and of course, as, you're, as you know, that exercise also releases chemicals called endorphins, which it gives you a positive feeling about yourself and about your overall well-being. But the whole purpose of this morning is just to talk a little bit about how can our faith in God help us cope or manage stress. You know, we say we believe in God. We say we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Word of God. We pray. Uh, we worship. We sing songs, some of us pray in tongues. We, we do all these things and we know, we're taught Sunday after Sunday. But how do all these things now make a difference when it comes to our ability to 
handle stress, cope with stress, and manage stress on an ongoing daily basis. So I just want to share with you four simple things that I feel as, as people who believe in God, or believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in God's word, that we can, really, that we can use or tap into on a day-to-day basis as we face different life stressors. The first thing, very simple thing, is just learning to lean on God in every situation. As any one or more of life stressors hit you, in that moment, you and I learn to lean on God and let Him handle that life stressor that has just impacted your life. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah 26 in verse 3, he says, the Bible says, you will keep Him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. The one whose mind is stayed on you. So, God is able to intervene in our lives and bring us perfect peace, an unusual calm, quietness. But what we must do is put our minds on God. Stay your mind on the Lord. Rest your mind on the Lord. So in any situation when these things weigh in on you, our response must be to put our mind on the Lord. Simply asking Who is God in that situation? So you're facing something that's really challenging. Who is God in it? A big, huge financial need. Who is God in it? I, in relation to that need, am totally inadequate. I cannot handle it. I will stress myself out. But God, in relation to that, God is infinitely bigger than the highest mountain. He's infinitely wiser than your most complex problem. God is a God who can reach down at the lowest valley and bring something good out of it. So who is God in that situation? Who is God in the middle of your stressful circumstance? The psalmist says this, he says, he's talking about a man who fears God, people like you and me. He says, he will have no fear of evil news. So you cannot prevent evil news from coming, but you can be in a position where you do not have to fear evil news. Why? Because his heart is fixed, for his hope is in the Lord. His heart is fixed. His his heart is anchored somewhere. Where is it? It's in the Lord. He's leaning on God in the middle of that bad news. In the middle of that evil news. One simple thing that you and I can do, which Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 teach us, is this. It says, hey, don't get stressed out. Be anxious for nothing. But in every situation, here's what you do. You... Release your life stressor to God. It says, let your requests be made known to God. What is that life stressor that's, that's stressing you out? It says, release it to God. Let your requests be made. It says, let your requests be made known to God. So when you release that, you, in prayer, you are choosing to lean on God. You're choosing to release that life stressor to God. And in exchange, what does God do? Verse 7, he says, and the peace of God which passes understanding. I mean, this is a kind of peace you can't figure out. You can't explain the mechanism of how that peace gets into your heart. You can't understand it. It's a peace that passes understanding. So don't try to understand it because then you're wasting your time. It's just a peace that passes understanding. You can't understand it, but God guarantees is that peace will keep your heart. It will flood your heart. It will surround your heart and mind in Jesus Christ. The only thing he tells us to do is this. He says, 
Don't get stressed out. You release it to God. Amen? It's like the word scriptures we know. It says, you know, casting all your care upon him. You can translate it saying, casting all your life's stressors on him. What's it? What is your life stress? What is it that's causing you stress? Release it to him because he cares for you. He can handle it. So very simple thing. In every circumstance, situation, when you are impacted by one or more of these life stresses, you say, God, this very moment, I, who are you in this? You are able to handle it. You're big enough for this. You are bigger than this. So I'm releasing this life stressor to you. It's a complex problem, a challenge that you can't handle. An expectation that you feel inadequate, that you're really not going to meet, learn to release it to God. The second thing that really helps, that I find useful in uh, dealing with stress, is looking at circumstances through God's eyes, perceiving through God's eyes. See, when you look at things in the natural, you can see a big mountain. But you get into an aeroplane and you fly over that same mountain, it looks so small. You're looking at the same mountain. Just that you're looking at it from a different place. And that can change your perspective. Amen? You stand face to the Oh, this mountain's so big. Get an aeroplane. Go up in the sky. Look at that same mountain. It looks so small. The problem with many of us is we've got, you know, we keep our feet right here on, on the world. And we look at things from the world's perspective. But I want to challenge you and me. When you face life's stressors, whatever it might be, whatever the circumstance, situation, step into the spirit, look at it from God's perspective. And things will look a whole lot different. And it releases you from having uh, that stress upon your life. Look at, uh, so the Bible calls this the renewing of the mind. It's where you begin to walk in God's ways and God's thoughts instead of our ways and our thoughts. So I begin to look at things from God's perspective. That's the renewing of the mind. You're having a new perspective of things. So look at challenges through God's eyes. Now you can look at the giants and say, well, they're so big, I look like a grasshopper. Or you can look at the giants and say, wow, they're ready to be eaten. Just depends on how you look at those giants. You can look at your Goliath and say, he's so big, he's going to knock me out. Or you can look at your Goliath and say, he's so big, he's too hard to miss. The army of Israel looked at Goliath and they said, one, this giant, he can just destroy all of us. One little boy, David, looked at Goliath and he said, with God and God on my side, I can't miss this target. So one was looking at it from the natural perspective. One was looking at it from a heavenly perspective, from God's perspective. And David was able to overpower and kill his Goliath. So learn to look at your Goliaths like David. They will look a whole lot different. How you'll perceive things. Look at adversity through God's eyes. You know, if you look at adversity through just human eyes, you'll say, oh, poor me. Why me, Lord? But when you look at adversity through God's eyes, you look at it very differently. Because when you look at it through God's eyes, you understand that adversity, it only serves to build your character, make you a better person. Because the Bible teaches us that. The Bible says it is through hardship we build endurance and endurance builds character. So when you go through adversity, you look at through God's eyes. You say, God, 
Here's an opportunity for me to develop some aspect of my life, of my personal character, which I would not be able to get through school, college, or any other way. I'm good. You try to figure how God is going to solve your problem, then you are trying to deal with things that are a little too lofty for you. The moment you try to figure out how God is going to handle your situation, then it's like, You and me trying to step into things that are just beyond us. Instead of doing that, the psalmist says, you know, God, that part I'm just leaving to you. I'm just letting go of how you're going to do it. How are you going to solve this problem? How are you going to, you know, address this need? I'm releasing that and I am going to be like a winged child. Just calm and quieten down. So learning to let it go to God and say, God, I'm going to let you handle it. I'm going to look at things from your perspective because when you're handling it, I know that you can manage it. You can address this need. You can unravel this problem, this situation. And so that allows me to be calm and quiet before God. A third important area that I find very useful in just addressing, managing stressful situations is to build inner strength, build your inner capacity. So many times... The effect that that circumstance has on you is not in it, but it really is determined by your capacity, how you look at it and what you have inside you to handle it. So when we talk about reading the Bible, when we talk about prayer, when we talk about spending time quietly before God, all these things help develop your inner strength or your inner capacity to cope with the challenges of life. Like the psalmist says, in quietness and confidence, you will find strength. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord will renew there. So all these things that we talk about, reading the word of God, praying, spending time quietly before God. What is it doing? It's building your inner man, your inner person. And that is where you find the ability to cope with difficult circumstances and situations. Specifically, deal with your identity. You know, many of us, our identity, we usually find our identity in our performance. How we perform is our identity. And the moment you find something that, you know, your performance goes down or you're unable to cope with, all of a sudden you've lost your identity. If performance is not there, you've lost your identity. But that's the wrong place to have your identity. Your identity must always be based on who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? Your self-worth is not based in your performance. You know, I can't play the guitar, but that does not diminish my self-worth. Amen? Because my self-worth is not in my performance, in my ability to do something. It's based in the fact that I know who God has made me to be in Him. In Jesus Christ. That's my identity. And that doesn't change. Whether I'm able to perform or not able to perform, my identity doesn't change. So that gives me the ability to say things like, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do it, and not feel any less valued by saying that. I'm able to say things like, sorry, I just can't do it. I don't have the ability to do it. But it does not diminish my self-worth. Because my self-worth is not based in my performance, it's based in who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen. But the moment you start basing your identity in your performance, in your work, in what you do, wrong place. 
How about insecurity? Many of us need to deal with that. That Place your security in God. We feel insecure when people don't love us the way we feel they should love us. But understand that human love is very fragile. It's there today, could be gone tomorrow. But there's one love, one person who loves you indefinitely and unconditionally and it's only God. And you can be absolutely secure in that love that God has for you. And if your security is in that, and you've, you've, inside you've come to a place where you've dealt with that insecurity, and now moved to a place of total confidence that God loves you no matter what, that His love for you, uh, nothing can separate, you know, then you're really secure. If your friend says, sorry, I don't love you anymore. It's not like your world is shattered. My world has collapsed. I just got this SMS. It said, it's over. Well, unfortunately, your security was in human love, which is fragile. It's as simple as an SMS for it to get over. But there's a God in heaven, and the Bible says his love for you, nothing can separate. And if your security is in his love, you are totally secure. And that can eliminate all kinds of insecurity that we struggle with. Or even our inabilities, or put it in a positive way, our ability to rise up to the occasion, to rise up to challenges in life. If we are able to derive our ability from God and understand that in the areas of our calling and gifting and vocation that he has assigned to, if I were to face a challenge that is beyond what I've ever done before, I know I can rise up to it because of the ability that comes from God. Paul put it like this in 2 Corinthians 3.5. He said, not that I am sufficient of myself to think anything as of myself, but my sufficiency comes from God. Now he was talking with respect to his calling. He was called to be a minister. So he says, my sufficiency to be an able minister comes from God. Your sufficiency to be an able engineer, an able doctor, an able teacher, whatever your vocation is, your sufficiency in that area comes from God. And if you will learn to derive your ability and say, God, I am facing a challenge bigger than me. I never faced a challenge like this, God. But it's in the line of my work. I've got to do it. But God, your word says that in whatever situation I'm in, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In whatever situation I'm in, The Lord is the strength of my life. If you and I will be able to tap into that and understand that our inabilities get lost when we look at Him empowering us, our abilities coming from God, we can cope with situations that we have not encountered before or handled before. So building your inner capacity, your inner strength with these things we talk about every almost every Sunday, reading the Word, praying, spending time with God, Loving God to deal with the negatives. Replace them with strong positives in your life. Your, inner, your security is in God. Your identity is in God. Your ability comes from God. And those are so strong in your spirit. When you're hit by challenges in life. Demands that are beyond what you've risen up to before. You can still rise up to those new levels. Amen. One last point is this. How do we deal? How do we cope with stress? And This is something I just call supernatural undergirding. Meaning it's something you really can't explain, but you can experience. The psalmist tried to capture it in these words. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, he, David was a shepherd boy, so he was 
family with that context. So he was trying to put his understanding of God, his experience of God down in words that he could capture in a, in a picture that he could capture. And he said it like this, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in want. He makes me to lie down in still waters, in green pastures, and he restores my soul. So that was a picture of quietness, calmness, peace. He makes me to lie down in green pastures beside still waters and he restores my soul. David, how did God do it for you? I don't know. I just experienced it. You can't explain the mechanism of how God's surpassing peace invades your mind and your heart to bring you to a place where you are like that sheep lying down by still waters and in green pastures. You can't explain it. You can't give the chemistry or the physics or the mathematics of it. But one thing is certain. You can experience it. And that's why it's called the peace that passes understanding. It's the peace that is outside of chemical, physical and mathematical formulas. But it's a real thing. It will invade your soul and your mind. And you can walk in that peace. In the midst of any circumstance, any situation. Amen. And it's available for all of us. As we believe in God. I want to close with this verse of scripture. Jesus said it like this. You know, I think he was standing out of uh, ITPL or Electronic City. He was seeing all of these guys, you know, coming at 10 p.m. Working through 6 a.m. So what's wrong with these guys, you know? Or maybe he was standing on MG Road. All these busy shoppers. Or Manyata or whatever, you know. Watching all these guys, Oracle, IBM, Infosys, those busy guys. And he said this, he said, come unto me or come to me. You IT people, you're so troubled and weighed down with care. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you. You know, you've got projects that have come from hell. You don't know how to handle it. I mean, somebody somewhere signed on the dotted line without checking first whether you have the capacity to deliver that project. And now it's on your plate. And he said, God, this could have only come from hell. I'm just joking. So he says, take my yoke upon you. Become like me. Because I'm gentle without pride. You'll find rest for your soul. Because my yoke is good and the weight I take up is not hard. He said, come to me. I'll give you rest. You've weighed down by all these things. I'll give you rest. He doesn't say how he's going to do it. How is his rest going to invade your soul? How is his peace, his quietness going to invade your soul? I can't explain. But it's like the wind that causes you to fly. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. You just enjoy it while it lifts you up. It's like that. It's a peace that's beyond understanding. And it's available for all of us. He said, you come to me. I'll give you that rest. Amen. I want to call our dance team up. They're going to just minister to us through dance. And after that, they're going to take some time to pray. They're going to take some time to just come to Jesus and allow him to de-stress us and impart and invade our hearts and minds with his peace that surpasses understanding. We're going to take a moment to pray. Could we please stand before we close? Let's take a moment to pray about what we had this morning. Maybe you came in here this, this morning and, you know, carrying a lot of stress on your life. All kinds of things affecting you. It could be financial things, it could be relational, it could be workplace related. 
It could be your academics, just concerns concerning your future, what's going to happen, your career, your job situation, situations at home, marriage, lots of things. We heard this morning that you must learn to rely on God, rely on Him, who is God in the middle of all that you're facing. Look at things from God's perspective, from heaven's perspective. Build your inner strength. Take time to pray, read the Bible, just be alone with God. But I also want to invite us this morning just to come and receive supernatural undergirding for our lives. I can't explain how it happens, but Jesus said, Come to me, I will give you rest. So these few moments, I want you personally to go to Jesus. Right where you are, where you're standing. If you can just turn your attention to him and say, Jesus, you made a promise. You said, come to me, all of you who work, who are tired. I will give you bread. Jesus, I'm facing things in my life that are stressing me out. And I'm coming to you to find this peace that cannot be explained. This rest that you give, which will make me lie down in green pastures and quiet waters which will restore my soul. I'm just willing to be still and know that you are my God. Will you take a few moments to pray? There's anyone here this morning and you've never come to Jesus for anything in your life. And probably the only prompting you have this morning is to come to Him to handle your stress. I want to encourage you to do that. He welcomes you. Even if this is the first time in your life that you're going to ask Jesus for anything, go ahead and do it. And say, Lord Jesus, touch my life. Give me meaning. Give me purpose. Help me to handle the things I'm facing. Go ahead and pray. And it can be the beginning of a journey that will help you discover all that Jesus can be to you, for you, and through you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Lord, even this moment, Lord, let our weights, our cares, our anxieties be lifted. And let the peace that passes all understanding invade our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. May we be able, Lord, to overcome whatever we are facing. To to be able to rise up above the storms that we may be facing. And with your joy, Lord, keep pressing to what you've called us for. I pray this for each one of us in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.